0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Root. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings well, well, that large well, should well. not run as fast as Makai Becton did. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and that's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you.
1: From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter, at playlikeajet1. And we got breaking news. Sam Darnold traded from the Jets to the Carolina Panthers. And the guy who reported over the weekend that the Carolina Panthers were the most likely destination is with me right now, my friend Nick Spano, co-founder at U Stadium. Nick, I got to be honest with you, above and beyond everything else that we're going to talk about, I'm just glad this is over and we can all breathe a sigh of relief.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like the most important thing, right? I had people like... You saw some crazy takes on Twitter, like, oh, I, I hope to cut him at this point. Like, oh, I just want him off the team. And they're like, just, you know, relax a little bit. You know, the, the reports were saying, and, you know, we, we probably should have, I think we mentioned this on last week's show, we probably should have listened when we saw or when we heard that Joe Douglas was going to wait for the Pro Day, you know, to to, to wind up. You know, to wind down. And what did he do? You know, Pro Day week ended last week, Monday right away. He makes the deal, you know, so he... The timeline added up. It was, you know, we didn't want to believe it at the time. We were like, oh, we should have done it before free agency, or oh, we should have done it day two of free agency, or you know. Then you started leaning towards like, all right, well, maybe this is trending towards like a day two of the draft thing, like a Josh Rosen, and, and that's where I was. Yeah. Um. You know, in, in the mindset like, all right, well, maybe they're going to, you know, try and you know hold a team to the fire who misses out, like a Carolina or like Washington or Chicago you know, a team that can't make the move to go up and and get their guy. Um, They find the price way too expensive um, and they'll strike on day two with a Darnold trade. But, um, you know, I heard over the weekend, you know, Carolina is really aggressive. Um, They really wanted the quarterback. They dropped out of the Watson you know, situation when more and more of these um, accusations came out. And then obviously with the 49ers trade to move all the way up and knowing that it would take even more for Carolina to do so, and they would still not be able to get, you know, they'd be onto their fourth option at that point. um, And there was no way Atlanta was going to give them the, you know, the opportunity to come up and draft their franchise or potential franchise quarterback. So um, Carolina sweetened the deal a bit, and it was enough for Douglas to uh, take it and and move
1: on. According to reports, This had been going on for a couple of weeks, and what you had said over the weekend, Nick, was not only that Carolina was the team to watch, but that the Jets were still very confident that they were going to get at least a second-round pick, and that's what you'd been saying all the way around. I at first thought, once all that crazy stuff was going on with these quarterbacks and you heard the rumors about Wentz, that maybe the Jets had a shot At a late first rounder or some sort of pick swap involving Darnold. Then after some of these teams filled their vacancies, I thought there's no way they're getting even a second round pick. Maybe they could get a third that's conditional that could become a second if they're lucky. But they stuck to their guns and they were able to get what they wanted The interesting thing here is that everybody knew that Carolina was looking to upgrade. Teddy Bridgewater was okay last year, but he's very limited. As you and I were saying before we started recording, he's a lot like Alex Smith before the injury. He's safe. He's fine. He's not going to rock the boat, but he's not going to win you games And if you really want to have a passing game that's going to make a dent, you need somebody better than Teddy Bridgewater. And that's what Joe Brady and Matt Rule were thinking with this move, because Matt Rule really liked Sam Darnold when he interviewed with the Jets in 2019. Darnold was one of the big reasons that Rule was interested in the job and almost ended up as the head coach. We know the story there. It ended up not happening because the Jets didn't want Matt Rule to have his choice of offensive coordinators. Rule wanted somebody who was more inexperienced. The Jets felt that Darnold would be better in the hands of a more experienced offensive mind. Ironic because the experienced offensive mind they ended up giving him was Adam Gase, which ultimately played a huge role in ruining Sam Darnold's experience here with the New York Jets, and he'll get a fresh start in Carolina. But the fascinating thing, Nick, is when they were going to move on from Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold was certainly not their top choice. By all accounts, they really wanted Matthew Stafford. They tried hard to get him, going as far as offering the number eight overall pick and more to get him. Instead, the Lions end up trading him to the Rams. That's where Stafford really wanted to go. They really wanted Deshaun Watson. But as you said, as more and more of this stuff has come out, Teams realize that even though we don't know exactly what's going to happen, nobody can trade for Watson until there's some sort of resolution. So those two guys were out. The other thing that we heard is that Carolina was very interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, but the San Francisco 49ers have said, if you want Garoppolo, it's going to take a first-round pick. The Panthers were not giving up a first-round pick. Then you pivot to the draft. I'm sure they would have loved to have gotten one of those quarterbacks In fact, as you and I have talked about off the air, the Panthers owner David Tepper was at the Senior Bowl where Mac Jones was. All kinds of whispers that the reason he was there was to spend time with Mac Jones and that perhaps Jones would have been the pick at number eight. But more and more evidence seems to be suggesting that he's not going to be there at number eight. And when teams make moves like this, it means that they have intel that tells them that. There's a very good chance. That the five quarterback prospects that we're all thinking will go in the first round Could go within the first five or six picks We know that a quarterback is going number one We know a quarterback's going number two We know a quarterback's going number three I'm sure Carolina would have loved to trade up to number four But as you said, their division rival, the Atlanta Falcons Were never ever going to allow that They may very well trade that pick In fact, I think they will But it is not going to be to Carolina So somebody will go up and get that quarterback And then from there who knows what happens, but Carolina probably not going to be able to jump up because the Miami Dolphins went up to number six for a particular player, it seems. The Cincinnati Bengals are probably going to take either Jamar Chase or Penny Sewell. Who knows what the Lions are going to do at number seven? It's possible they would draft a quarterback to sit behind Goff. I'm not sure. Maybe they even auction off that pick, but Carolina clearly believed they were not going to be able to get one of the quarterbacks they wanted. At number 8 So with all of that in mind They pivoted to Sam Darnold Joe Brady now has himself An interesting task ahead of him Because if he can take Sam Darnold Who was absolutely terrible last year And over the course of his first three years With the Jets Had his moments But for the most part Was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league If Brady... Can elevate him to a level Where Darnold is worth Not only the $4 million this year But the twenty million Fifth year option that the Panthers Announced they are going to be picking up So they are making a two year commitment To him Brady does that And he is going to be the number one Head coaching candidate on everybody's List in the 2022 cycle So a lot to unpack here Nick But boy this is fascinating On so many levels
2: Yeah I mean you hit on it perfectly Uh it, the Brady thing is interesting too, right? Because he's putting,
1: you know, ultimately his,
2: his head coaching career, you know, or potential career on the line in Sam Darnold, like you said. You know, if he comes, if Darnold comes in next year and, and is solid, you know, look at Arthur Smith. He, he turned a Ryan Tannehill mess into uh, a long play, a big playoff run. Um, obviously, Vrabel gets credit, and Derek Henry obviously does, but um, Arthur Smith goes and is, is, you know, credited with turning around Ryan Tannehill, and he gets the job in Atlanta. Now Joe Brady probably says, "Well, I can take another you know, failed Adam Gase piece and turn him into a start, a legit starting quarterback, and I'll get my head coaching shot because he interviewed well. A lot of teams liked him, but they felt he was a little raw and um, didn't have that like McVay spunk that he has. That I guess probably catapulted McVay a little bit further than than it did with someone like a a Joe Brady. So, you know, I guess he's going to kind of say, well, the proof is in the pudding here. If he can turn Darnold into a, a legit quarterback, he's going to have uh, the pick of the litter of any job going forward. Um, but on the other hand, if he doesn't and Darnold is the same quarterback we saw here with the Jets, then, then Brady's probably not going to land a head coaching job. So it's a big risk for everybody involved in Carolina. So, um, it's an interesting spot. I mean, Darnold will definitely have the best situation he's had over the, his three-year tenure with the Jets. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, one of the best offensive players in football. He gets to reunite with Robbie Anderson, who had a, you know, solid year in, in 2019, I believe it was. And, um, you know, DJ Moore is a great receiver in Carolina. And uh, who knows what they do now with that pick? Are they going to be in the receiver market again to try and, you know, improve around Darnold? Do they get another offensive lineman? I know they tagged Taylor Moten, their, their tackle, who they really like, and who um, reunites with Pat Elfline, who they signed like the first free agency signing, which is weird. Um, but, you know, Carolina could use help on offense, obviously, and there's some nice pieces on the defensive side of the ball, but they can use help there, too. So we'll see. They keep their first and second rounder this year. Um, I'm sure that was obviously important to them. They want to support Darnold as much as possible. They need to replace Curtis Samuel, who they lost to Washington. So um, that's a an explosive kind of gadget player that they use all over the offense. So, um, you know, they they have some pieces. I'm sure they'll add more. Maybe they'll be in play for Kyle Pitts. Who knows if he, you know, like you said, if those quarterbacks start going down and um, even, maybe even Atlanta takes a quarterback at four, maybe Detroit takes a quarterback if one falls. And then, you know, you have Sewell, Jamar Chase, uh, maybe Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle. Maybe those guys are in play for Carolina. Um, so I'm sure they wouldn't mind a run on quarterbacks now. So uh, it's really, it, it is a really interesting situation, in Carolina. Um, it's a little bittersweet, right? You know, I'm sure you, you know, while we're relieved that it's over, um, I think we just all had such high expectations and were, you know, really, we, we really thought Darnold was going to be the guy. It felt different, right? You know, like when he fell to the jets in, in 2018, you know, the Giants taking Barkley, the Jets, everybody, you know, who was a Jet fan, I mean, there was hard to find someone who wasn't thrilled with the, the thought of Sam Darnold coming here and, you know, everything. There's No, no one could say a bad word about the, the guy that he is, the, the teammate. Um, maybe you would like to see a little bit more leadership. You know, what, what really started to turn me on him was he was a little bit too reserved um, kind of just was a good soldier, and, and while that's good, I guess you know you would like to see a little bit more, you know, spunk from your quarterback, right? Some like a little bit of that edge to him, and he just seemed to kind of go down with the ship, the Adam GaSe ship, right? And like even a few days after, and in the you know the the post you know the post post regular season um, interviews, you know the the exit interviews and whatnot, when you heard from him, he was still taking. You know Adam Gase's side, and I get like he's not going to throw him under the bus, but like you want to see a little bit of something, and you never got that with with Darnold. So that was to me, it was just like you you want a little bit of that edge, especially in New York, man. You got to have something to you, and to me, Darnold was just too good of a soldier. Um, never wanted to ruffle feathers, and you know maybe he's just better off in a smaller city, you know a team like Carolina, not much kind of fanfare or craziness going on around that team, but. Um, it was definitely the right time in terms of a major talent upgrade because you know we always had this conversation. It's like, let's say Darnold does stay, and they you know, Lafleur kind of turns him around. He was the 31st ranked quarterback last year. Let's say he has a gigantic improvement, and he's 15th quarterback in football. Are you gonna hit your wagon to him and, and give him a contract like the Jets did with Mark Sanchez and? you know, 2011 or whatever year that was like turned out to be one of the biggest mistakes that Jets ever made was doing that. Are you going to relive that again and give it to Darnold with hopes that like he's going to improve again from 15 or, or was that like he's stealing, you know, so it just made the most sense to move on. I I credit what Douglas and and the staff did. They didn't leak anything. They didn't, you know, never once kind of said anything bad about Darnold that would have ruined his value to anybody else. Even, the statements today that they made was just like, you know, like credit to to Sam and, you know, how he's, you know, the type of person he is. He never said anything the the wrong, he never said anything wrong, Um, could have trashed the Jets for the way they handled him. You know, the the statement I'm I'm sure we'll hear about forever with Douglas promising his parents, the playmakers and the offensive line upgrades that, you know, he really didn't you know, he didn't have truly have a chance to do it much really, to be honest, but you know, the fact that he didn't do it um, or got to see it through, but you know, just, it was kind of just a perfect storm to move on. The timing was right. Financially new coach comes in, gets his own quarterback. Douglas gets to pick hand pick his quarterback, even though he did really like Sam. And that's why he was excited about this job, you know, a few years ago when he took it. Um, it was just, it was just time to do it. And, you know, again, credit for Douglas, again, getting his value on a trade like he did with Adams uh,
0: in this deal. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as a, simple you know as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered com. It's
2: my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy.
1: Nick, a lot of people were saying that the Jets might keep Sam Darnold. There were leaks about that or at least buzz from Jeremy Fowler over at ESPN. I think the Jets were doing that to try and posture and drive up the price. Like, yeah, we'll keep Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. That's fine. We don't have to trade him. But I don't think that was ever going to happen. As I tweeted out over the weekend, I thought there was a good chance that Darnold would still be here when the Jets were on the clock at number two. I didn't mean that I thought... That he was going into camp or that he was going to be competing for the job or that he would start and the rookie would sit. I just meant that I thought it was going to be a Josh Rosen type of situation where they would treat him either sometime at the end of day one or on day two or perhaps even day three. They struck now, though. Was it just because Carolina offered them a deal that they just felt they weren't going to be able to top? Otherwise, they could have held on to Darnold a little longer, I suppose, and gambled that other teams like, say, Denver or whoever else didn't land the quarterback that they wanted in the draft. I suppose that what happened here is that Carolina just came in strong and Douglas and the rest of his team decided that it was the best that they were going to do, so they took the deal now.
2: Yeah, I think that's a little bit of what it is. And I think, like, man, we got to get better at, like, understanding what's going on when stuff is leaked to the media as a fan base. <laughs> like, we're so, you know, we've been through the ringer, man. Like, the Jeff ends are, you know, no one loves to drag, you know, a, a fan base through the mud like they do with the Jets. And, and like, we got to get better at what we believe or, like, you know, what we listen to and what we take as, Truth or what we take as like a leverage play, like it was a clear leverage play for the Jets. You know, a little bit of a last ditch effort to say, yeah, we'll keep Darnell. Like we don't have to get rid of him. He's 24. You know, we're not paying him much this season, and we'll just decline his option. We'll or whatever. We hold on to him and hold on to him. um It was, you know, I'm sure the Jets because the Jets and the Panthers over the weekend were obviously talking actively. Um, there's a, there's a, you know, a difference between like. An active negotiation, you know, a trade negotiation where deals are being offered back and forth, and the difference between teams calling to see what Darnold's going for, you know, I get the I get the feeling that those eight or so teams were just calling to check in on the price, and those teams filled their their starting quarterback position, whereas Carolina was clearly in the market for a starter. Um, I think teams like Pittsburgh, Chicago, Washington, they were interested in Darnold as a competition to start or a down-the-line starter, whereas Carolina was clearly one of the last teams left who were as interested in Darnold as a starter. So I think where this, you know, Douglas wanted a little bit more than what was probably being offered. My guess is, like, they were offering just a future second-round pick, and he probably wanted a little bit more. So maybe, like, Carolina sweetened it with the fourth-round pick, um, which Douglas probably wanted to replace that – 2022 fourth rounder that the Jets have to send to Seattle to complete the Jamal Adams trade. So he recoups that fourth round pick next year. Um, but I mean, it was clear they were, not, they were not going to have Darnold and Wilson here competing for a starting job. I mean, that's, that's just bad, like management. That's just a bad organization. Um, and if maybe if Mike McCagney was here, but Joe Douglas is, is good at what he does. He could just tell um, now Ultimately, it's going to be decided on how well he drafts and if Salah and LaFleur are the right guys and they can actually develop these players. Um, But you can tell Douglas knows what he's doing. It's a huge, huge difference between the former guys that were here and Joe Douglas. Um, But again, ultimately, the proof will be in how he drafts and how these players turn out. And obviously, Zach Wilson starting um, would be the biggest will be the biggest uh, decision. Um, and situation to play out, but um, the the thought of Wilson and Darnell was just like laughable. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess just we're all we were all just like desperate for news in like what was a s- <laughs> slow past few weeks after free agency that you know anything would have set us off. So I think that's kind of you know, the media knows that. They know that the jet, nothing sells like New York sports and they know how to uh, kind of egg the jet fans on a little bit.
1: Let's talk about what the Jets are going to do at number two now. Obviously, the buzz is heavy about Zach Wilson, and Steve Young came out the other day on the radio and said that the Jets were committed to Zach Wilson, that they had recruited the family, that the 49ers had wanted to go up and get Zach Wilson, but realized they couldn't get high enough, so they'll settle for Fields, Lance, or Mac Jones, one of those three. He also said... That in talking to the Jets coaches, they seemed committed to Wilson. Now, what's worth remembering here is that Steve Young has ties to BYU. He has ties to the Wilson family. He has ties to the 49ers organization. And he has ties to the Jets coaches because they used to be with the 49ers organization. So this is a guy who is plugged in to every part of this and has zero reason to lie this goes along with everything we've heard all along. Is it almost set in stone now that it's going to be Zach Wilson? Is there any realistic possibility that the Jets pull some sort of swerve and grab Fields or Lance or Mac Jones?
2: No, I mean, unless it's like the biggest shock in like the history of the drafts. I mean, for a team that's been so um, careful about anything getting out about their plans, Uh, this whole Zach Wilson situation has been, you know, the reason is because they have nothing to gain from Mm -hmm. any kind of like playing around here, right? Like, I think it's set in stone that that Jacksonville is taking Trevor Lawrence, and if they don't want to, go right ahead the Jets will take Trevor Lawrence and you know, thank their lucky stars, but there's no reason for them to play any games here. Like, the draft starts with them at two, and Zach Wilson is the guy that they have zeroed in on for months now, and Um, And like you said, Steve Young has nothing to to gain here. You know, you can almost tell in his voice he's just so disappointed because he wants him on the Niners really bad and, you know, that that's not going to happen. So, um, I mean, we've just been told every time we check back in or I check back in, it's like, yeah, it's Zach Wilson. You know, unless – what I don't even know if there's an unless anymore. It's just kind of like, all right, let's get to uh, April 29th and – which sucks. It's just getting later and later. And we have more of this shitty season every year of this draft nonsense that goes on. But like, (laughs) um, just get to April 29th and get on the clock and pick Zach Wilson. And I'm more worried about 23 now, you know, 23 and 34. It's like, all right, well, what do you do here? Um, but yeah, I will be more surprised of anything being a fan or like being in the sports, You know, world or business. Um, If they don't take Zach Wilson, then then I've been of anything before. Like, that's as, like, concrete, stone cold, like, block that I feel like it is.
1: Number 23 becomes interesting now for a variety of reasons because the Jets are loaded with picks this year and next year. They've got the two first rounders this year. They've got two third rounders. They've got a second. They've got a fourth. They've got two fifths, two sixths. And then next year, They've got two firsts, two seconds, two fourths. A fifth, So they've got a ton of picks all the way around to use to rebuild this team If they want to use some of them to move up from 23 they can If they want to use some of them to move up from 34 back into the first round they can If they want to use some of those picks to move up from the third round into the second round they can So a lot of flexibility here for Joe Douglas to play around with One interesting aspect of all of this though that hasn't gotten talked about Is Teddy Bridgewater He's going to get traded Because if you heard what Scott Fitterer The new general manager there said It essentially was a statement that He wants to do right by Teddy Bridgewater Whether it's there or somewhere else Whenever a general manager says that That means somewhere else And it makes sense because Teddy Bridgewater Is making a lot of money And let's be real about this, Nick In an open competition, there's a very good chance that Teddy Bridgewater beats out Sam Darnold And after giving up what they just gave up, the Carolina Panthers do not want to see that happen So Bridgewater will hit the bricks The question becomes, where does he go? Is someone going to trade for that contract? If he redoes it, maybe, but I'm not so sure The interesting thing is, though, he's got $20 million in dead cap So are they really going to be able to afford to release him? Maybe they can trade him for a conditional pick if nobody's willing to assume that contract for a guy who's going to be a backup. I was saying to you that I would gladly take Teddy Bridgewater back here in a second if it wasn't for the fact that his price is so high. If they were able to work out something where he would be a lot less expensive, like you said, maybe kick some of that money over to the following year, you'd consider it. But otherwise, I'm not really sure how this works out. Where does Teddy Bridgewater go? Because I don't see a situation where he's likely to start, and I can't see any team paying him the amount of money that's left on his contract. So I suppose he can either rework it or he can dig his heels in and refuse to give up any of that money. Either way, I don't see him in Carolina, but I'm not sure where he goes.
2: You don't go and trade for Darnold after, you know, kind of
1: you know, flirting
2: with every available quarterback to come, you know, to be potentially available or available this off season and have you know a guy like Teddy come back. I mean, Teddy's so well-respected that, you know, do you, do you really want to do that to a guy like him? You know, what, like what Fitterer said, like, we're going to find the best spot for him if that's here or somewhere else, it's somewhere else. Like they're not going to bring him back. And, you know, maybe they do end up cutting him and just swallowing that dead that that hit this year. Since Darnold's not making too much, um, have him completely off the books going forward. Um, maybe he does rework his deal and you know finds a way to get traded somewhere like you know, New England, Seattle, like a good spot that doesn't exactly have a loaded quarterback room. I, I think Seattle doesn't really have a backup quarterback. I think Geno Smith is still a free agent. I don't think they have somebody. You know, someone I'm thinking of offenses that he can kind of fit into, I mean, New Orleans would have made a ton of sense if they didn't have Jameis, but um, maybe it's something like after the draft, they look and um, a team that doesn't, you know, doesn't land a quarterback or a team that's looking for a veteran can, you know, can, can get, can grab Teddy. And um, I mean, he's as good as a backup quarterback. You're going to find somebody who can win games as a starter. I mean, we've seen it, Um, but I mean, it's tough because of a lot of the teams don't have the available cap space right now. Um, I believe the Jets are like top five with 25 million left. I'd have to kind of go through it and see uh, who has what, uh, maybe Jacksonville to, to back up Lawrence. Um, I don't know if they, oh no, they signed T.J. Um Maybe San Francisco. Like you, you talked about it. if they do trade Jimmy, you know, the, the the salaries kind of match up and maybe they like Jimmy, uh, maybe they like Teddy a little bit more behind the rookie that they get instead of Jimmy G so I'm sure he'll he'll be on a team next year I highly doubt it's Carolina um and I would I would of course especially if he gets released I think the Jets would would be smart to look into signing him they'll definitely sign somebody whether it's like a Nick Mullins or they do go you know the veteran route um because they don't have anybody you know you're going with Zach Wilson and a pretty bad pick I mean I think by everybody's own admission there are Douglas's probably own admission and uh, James Morgan last year as, you know, your only quarterback. So um, if it is a veteran guy, if it's somebody who shakes free after the draft because the team picked a quarterback, um, but the Jets should have an option, the you know, options there. Uh, but I mean, Teddy's interesting. I mean, Teddy is, everybody likes him. You know, teammates love him, every organization. He had a good, uh, the Jets organization, Um, had nothing but good things to say about him and vice versa. So I'm sure if that opportunity did arise later, if he was released, I don't think they would trade for him and take down that money. Otherwise he would have probably been in this deal. Um, But if he does get released and you're talking about maybe like a one year deal for six, seven, eight million, um, why not? I mean, he could do a lot worse than Teddy Bridgewater.
1: One guy who could be a very interesting name for the New York Jets to consider is the guy that i just compared teddy bridgewater to earlier in the show Mm -hmm. and that's alex smith he's a free agent he's older we know that he's not anything close to what he used to be but here's an interesting thought zach wilson went to byu alex smith went to utah Two guys that played their college ball in Utah, one of them could mentor the other. So that's a name to keep in mind as well. Of the available options, he seems to be at the top of the list, of course, unless something could be worked out with somebody like Teddy Bridgewater. Nick Spano of U Stadium, co-founder, did a great job in sniffing out this story. He was the first one to identify Carolina as the team, and he stuck to his gun saying that the Jets – We're going to get a second and change They did so great job on this One Nick you've been killing it all Off season and if people want to See all of these stories before Other people pick it up Or they just want to be able to interact With other hardcore football fans like Themselves they got to do one thing Right download the U stadium app
2: Yes sir download the U stadium App turn the notifications on and you're You're all set so um, I appreciate that Scott I appreciate the the support and the kind words throughout the off season and, uh, you know, we're what two and a half weeks away from the draft. So slowly, but surely, um, yes, yeah, download the app, app store, Google play, all that. You can, you can access it on new too. And, um, definitely join the uh, community. It's a, it's a great group of fans, diehard fans. Like you said, news is always flowing out over there. And, um, just a really cool platform for, for diehard football fans
1: make sure that you download the app play like a jet is going to be doing a lot with you stadium coming up i'm really excited about that so if you want more of our content it'll be over there as well but download the you stadium app wherever you download your apps and also wherever you listen to this podcast make sure you give us a five-star review easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets content and podcasts You know where to go That's like Digital and
0: PlayLikeAJet.com Okay, round two Name something that's not boring a laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? ha! in my dentist's office.